Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! They win! Don't you open your mouth about the best. Oh, you I'm going to send it for you real quick. L-O-B. Listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We're talking about practice. Lewis gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron mindset when you stepped in the batter's box? Go yard. I mean, I'm a pitcher. Why not swing as hard as I can? I got nothing to lose. It's nothing to man above. Don't put you in situations that you can't handle. Instead of saying, why me? They're saying, this is what he want me to do. And, uh, Cleveland! This is for you! The way we approach the game is the same way we approach life. You do the right thing. You make the right play. You make the right play. And in life, it's the same thing. What do you feel in your heart is the right thing to do? And you do that. You know, it seems so simple, but sometimes the simplest things are the hardest things to do. And um, uh, I think it's just that. Welcome to what? The game. Me. To me. There we go. We live. We live back with another episode, another live episode of What the Game Means to Me. I'm your host, of course, Jelani Brown. Got a real special guest in the building today. Um, go back Apple Tree days. Um, yeah, I was like, forgot that. that was probably my first friend ever nope. that I ever made. So, um, said special guest today, Kyle, uh, Kyle Serge Henderson. I'm gonna let him introduce himself. Like standout player from uh, you know Georgia Tech. Um, knows tackling everything number 54. But like I said, I'm gonna give him the uh, chance to introduce himself. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good, bro. How you been? Pretty good, pretty good. Like I said, just chilling, quarantine life. Um, right. Glad I got you on today, man. Like I said, it's a loaded episode. Got a lot of questions for you. There's a lot of uh, news surrounding the NCAA and everything. Right. So just, right. I definitely just wanted to get your take and opinion on, on, on it all since, you know, you just uh, just left a- ACC, you know, our house, right. Georgia Tech. So the first thing I always like to ask my guests, of course, the title of uh, the podcast is What the Game Means to Me. So I always like to get into, you know, what does the game of football mean to you? Right. So, I mean, you know, since hell, I guess since we was in school together, you know, yeah, football has yeah. always been my my number one. Like, you know, school for the most part of me, for the most part of my life, school was the number two, to be honest with you. So, um, like I said, fo- football has always been, you know, number one. It, it's just I feel like it's the one thing that, you know, when you touch the field, like nothing else matters. Right. You're not mm-hmm. you're not thinking about what you're going to do later on. You're not thinking about what happened earlier, you know, like. It's just like the it's the tranquility for me. Yes, sir. Yeah, I wanted to see. Um, of course, like I said, I know football is a big thing for you. I just wanted to kind of get into, I guess, why did you pursue football? I guess like how you know that was like the sport you're gonna you know be playing, and then kind of what went into the decision of returning home and uh, coming to Georgia Tech. Cause of course you could speak to it. Um, your uh, days in high school at Plant um, right. in Tampa. Right. Um. So first, what made me you know start playing football is I was just like super aggressive when I was younger. And um, my mom was just looking for, you know, stuff to put me into mm-hmm. so I can get my aggression out. And um, I think we were we were in like a Walmart or something. And a, a coach actually for a TFL team was like, mm-hmm. uh, hey, does your son play football? And she was like, no, not yet. And he was like, all right, come to this place. You know, and, and it was the, I can't remember the name, where the, the Tucker Lions used to play. Yeah, yeah. And then he was like, uh, come here. 
on the whatever day it was at three o'clock, you know, talk to nobody. So mom was like, all right. So we showed up three o'clock and he like, you know, got my name and stuff and, and her number and put it down on the paper for paperwork because he wanted us to be on his team. Um, so that's how it started. And then what made me want to go to Georgia Tech was, well, how did I get to Georgia Tech was, you know, when I was at Plant, I think I had like 20 something offers. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, you know, quite frankly, I didn't know for a fact that I was going to go to the NFL, right? You know, there's guys who, who without a doubt know they're going. Uh, but for me, it wasn't really like that. So I was mm-hmm. like, well, let me let me go somewhere that education, you know, means something. Education can do something. Yeah, so uh, ultimately, I was just like, you know, you you I really couldn't go wrong with Georgia Tech, right? I mean, they're yeah. Power Five yeah. and the ACC, obviously, um, and they they'd had you know a pretty strong tradition. So I just figured, you know, why not? You know, why not go to Georgia Tech, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like you say, get get the best of both worlds. Honestly, exactly. Football exactly. playing to get the best talent, and then. Is just is one of the you know predominantly known yeah, schools and, in the south for yeah, education. Yeah, and you're in Atlanta, like you can't, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. In the middle of the city, things, you know what I mean. Especially for for black athletes and, and black businessmen, mm-hmm. um, Atlanta's one of the hottest cities. So I just yeah. figure why not. Exactly, exactly. Um, the next question kind of leads into a little bit. Of course, we're still talking about your days at uh, Georgia Tech. Um, while there, of course, you know, you were recruited by Paul Johnson and then mm-hmm. ended up playing a year or two for uh, Coach Collins. So I just wanted to ask, you know, what was the difference pr- pretty much between the two coaches? Um, even the atmosphere and energy that they brought and just like the overall team chemistry, um, you know, with the two sets of coaches and uh, two, I guess two different teams, obviously, that you played on. So Coach Collins actually came in um, my, my last semester. I was finishing mm-hmm. school uh, when he came. So I, I've met him a good amount. I mean, I've met him once, um, you know, obviously, mm-hmm. but we've talked a good amount and, you know, it's it's night and day with them, honestly. You know, it's, it's two <laughs> completely coaching styles and, you know, to each his own. I think I think they're both, you know, one of the best. Uh, Coach Johnson obviously has been in the game or, or was in the game for a long time. Yeah. So, you know, his legend status is, is pretty much solidified. Uh, but honestly, I, I think Coach Collins is a great guy. Um, and I think, you know, he's doing some some great things, some amazing things for tech and, and getting tech to places that, you know, a lot of people didn't foresee a few years ago, right? Because, exactly. it, you know, like I said, it's just different. You know, Coach Johnson didn't really, really care for the things that Coach Collins doesn't mind putting in time to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, you know, at the end of the day, all that, all that matters is wins and losses yeah. um, to, to most people. But I think behind the scenes, both of them, what they do have in common is Coach Johnson truly cared for you as a person. You know, he wouldn't he wouldn't lie to you about anything. Yeah. Um, and I, I can tell that Coach Collins is a lot of the same guy. So like you say pretty much like same behind doors, but obviously I guess like to the naked eye, like people like, you know, me or others that obviously are in the programs like a uh, honestly old school versus new school. They right, see exactly. coach, you know, Coach Collins come in. Pretty much just bring, I guess, bring that swag or whatever, you know. Right. You guys started basically posting different videos. You know, I'm all, all the time seeing, I think it's a linebacker coach or something like that. It's always on, you know, e- or ESPN, like sports, uh, sports center, little social medias or whatever for doing all the great Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Coach Factor, yeah. Yep, exactly. And then, yeah. um, you know, just the graphics and everything, like putting, I guess, putting the city of Atlanta on, like, forefront, like, hey, like, you know, it's Atlanta. Like, we all know what, you know, it's about hip hop. You know, said, um, businesses is kind of like you know the new york city or the south or whatever so it's like right. he's starting to push like that narrative and everything y'all starting to get you know some big time recruits some top recruits so what, right. what do you see i guess where do you see them being in the next maybe two or three years 
Man, honestly, I see I see Tech finishing the next two years. I think next year they'll finish top twenty-five. Mm. Um, hoping that you know we have a season, and then I think the year after that, and and foregoing, I think they'll be a top fifteen team, just off of you know the different things that they are doing on campus and uh, mm-hmm. what Coach Collins is doing in, in recruiting. Um, and like you said, they, there's just so much going for uh, both the city of Atlanta and, and Georgia Tech at the same mm-hmm. time because, you know, the, there's always something, right? So mm-hmm. now Coach Collins is making it a little different, you know, and in, in, uh, emphasizing the different things that you can do around the city and the different things that Tech offers, right? Like mm-hmm. when Coach Johnson was there, you know, it was it was pretty much, you know, city and, uh, you know, you get to play football, right? You get to get a great yep. education. But now it's like Atlanta, Adidas, you know, mm-hmm. we got a new locker room. Yep. It's, okay. it's just, it's a lot, you know, so I think, I, like I said, I, I expect some some really good things. I'd really be, I'd be shocked if there wasn't a top 10 season within the next three years and mm-hmm. top five, you know, years after that, so. Exactly. Yep. Right. I've been to a few games last over the last few years. Actually, no, yeah. last year I went to a few games. Right, about the stadium and everything. So they got the potential. They got the players. They just got it. I guess it honestly just takes obviously time to set, put in a whole new system. Like you said, you guys went from, or especially on the offensive end, went from triple right. option to you know spread like you know, pretty much all the other teams. So right. you know, and actually that I guess brings up a question since I'm already on it. I'll ask uh, one of my guys, Chris LeBron. He wanted to uh, ask ask a question as well. I'm to ask my podcast guys if they want had some questions for you. But he wanted to basically ask, um, you know, how was it going against a triple option in practice? Um, so like that adjustment, I guess, because I'm pretty sure I went against that. And then, um, of course, you guys play teams more likely that plays uh, or ran spread offices. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, honestly, the, the triple option was a obviously it was a pro. There were pros and cons. Right. Mm-hmm. One, one of the main pros was it got us as D linemen and uh, really the front seven. It, you had to be so quick with your like your vision, your eyes mm-hmm. and your hands. Right. Because, you know, if you. If you're about to get cut by the guard, for me, example, like I was I was a nose tackle. So if I'm about to get cut by the guard, I got to see that quick and I got to know like the fullback is probably going to hit right behind it. Mm-hmm. Right. So it it made us literally it, it was very hard to cut block us when it came to regular games because we were so yeah. used to, you know, saying defeating the cut. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that and, and learning how to pursue were like the biggest pros because in a triple option, there's a toss, right? You can yep. catch that toss before it even gets to a line of scrimmage if you 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 know haul ass. Yeah. Um, yep. So a lot of times we were just like, bro, just just run, like just get there. You never know what's gonna happen. Uh, so then when we play regular teams and spread happens, you know they're running the ball or doing a, a short throw and the defense line is right there because we're we're getting used to to turning and running. Yep. Um, but one of the cons I'd say was a lack of pass rushing. You know, like experience experience with pass rushing in practice. Yeah. Um, because when we, when they did pass. It was it wasn't like a traditional you know offense lineman taking a couple steps backwards. Mm-hmm. It was like they were faking a run, you know, and they were right in your face like they weren't moving. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess that'd be a con, um, just to to you know be transparent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like you said pretty much. I saw how I figured it would be because we like said just two totally different styles of offices, and like you said, yeah. offensive lineman like you got to adjust to that type of stuff. Like I said them taking. You know, they're kick steps back versus, you know, obviously them bull rushing and stuff like that. Even yeah, exactly. Bull rushing and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, And like you just you said, you played nose tackle, of course, uh, for Georgia uh, Georgia Tech. But at some point in high school, did you play defensive end as well? 
Just a little bit. A couple just games, a I, I would slide out at in. Uh, okay. If we were running a three four, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna just you know see. I guess the differences, obviously, the differences in the you know, positions and like that mm-hmm. transition, you know, maybe like similarities or differences. Um, when it came to that, right? Like, uh, so you know, you're inside. It's like things are happening so much quicker. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, you you got to know, like, all right, you got to know when you're gonna get double teamed because if you don't know that you're gonna get double teamed, you're gonna get put in the ground. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, but at, you know, at end, you're rarely double teamed. Like, mm-hmm. literally, maybe. 20% of, of a defensive end's career, he's getting double teamed. So like it's, it's, it's that, and there's more space, obviously, because you're, you're, not, you're not like in that exactly. little clog, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, but at, at the same time, right, like it's it's still, you're still a defensive lineman, you know, so your approach to an offensive lineman is still the same. Um, your thought process of like, okay, read and run versus read and pass is, is nine times out of 10 still the same. You got to be lighter, obviously. You got to be lighter and faster outside. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. That's pretty much it. Is there anyone specifically, um, maybe in the NFL now or obviously in the past, um, that you might have modeled your game after? So obviously, you know, everybody wanted to be like Aaron Donald, right? When Aaron Donald mm-hmm. first first uh, got into the scene. Yeah. Um, but one of the guys that I, I watched a lot was uh, Grady Jarrett with the Falcons mm-hmm. now. Of course, because people don't, you know, people see Grady Jarrett now, but Grady Jarrett in, in college, like he was, he was a real deal, right? He yeah, was surrounded right. by, you know, weapons. You know, they, I think he played with Vic. I don't know, I'm not sure if he played with Vic actually, yeah. but um, when they were in he college, like one year, yeah, yeah, I think so. But it, he also had, you know, Shaq Lawson, mm-hmm. um, and then also Christian Wilkins. He was a peer of mine. We actually yep. met on a visit to Clemson. Oh wow. Um, me and Christian got along great when we first met because, you know, he's just a mild mannered guy, same as me, mm-hmm. but he likes to have fun, you know, yeah. same as me. Um, <laughs> and we were relatively the same size. Christian is a lot, a little bit taller than me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, like I said, just to get back to the question, I think NFL-wise, I was looking at guys like, you know, Grady and Aaron Donald. And then on my skill level set or my age group, you know, I was looking at guys like uh, like Christian, Christian Wilkins. Yeah. He plays for the Dolphins now. Yeah, for the offense, yeah. Yep. It's like definitely players, like I said, even just watching you and just watching that highlight tape, like I said, I can kind of see little things here and there, especially Grady. I'm a Falcons fan, of course. So right, that's, right. My, that's my guy. So that he's a dog. He's a, a great dog. dog. Like I, said, I was just talking about him the other day on um one of the on one of my shows. I'm like, he don't get as as much respect um as a lot of other interior linemen in the league. And then I remember even when he got his uh, little payday. Everybody was like, you know, obviously, like, there was like, it's too much, it's too much. Like, he ain't worth that. I'm just like, right. Just like, people, like, yeah, people don't see, you know, what obviously what the front office sees, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, for, for each team. People just, people want to look at the skill players first. Mm-hmm. And then you have to be like extremely, you know, bonkers of a player to to get noticed on the, on the D line level. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, and that, I guess that name recognition or whatever. Right. So right. Just like Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald. But there's some guys in the league that, he said, "Just can play as well." Like I said, this right. kid can ball out just like him. So, right, he said, and, and he's just a freak. I mean, yeah, there. I don't think there will ever be another player like freaking Aaron. Yeah. Donald, but yeah. he's yeah. he's absolutely yeah. insane. So to to try to compare yourself to him is you're doing a disservice to yourself. Yeah. So, you know, what I mean, you're just gonna be like, oh, why can't I do it like this? And mm-hmm. that'll just end up making you. You know, what I'm saying, yeah, uh, comparison yeah. is a thief of it. Compa- what is it? Comparison is the thief of joy. Something like that. I don't, <laughs> the I, don't, I don't forgot. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't forgot. Yeah, 
Oh, uh, I guess I guess before we uh I guess head on over into like you know all the news surrounding NCAA, uh, I just asked one more question. Um, you know, that was presented to me basically just you know what was the hardest part about being a student athlete? Uh, I guess for you, I think for me the the hardest thing was being a student mm-hmm. <laughs> because you know I mean truthfully you know I, I've been playing football for a while and, and I've been mm-hmm. playing and I've been going to school while doing it for a while, but mm-hmm. there's not a lot of places like Georgia Tech, right? I mean. The reason why when you graduate, people are like, oh, you went to Georgia Tech is because it's, it's really like that. Yeah, like, that's what I was about to ask. I was like, them classes. <laughs> yeah, bro, it's really like that. Like, there were there was classes, to be honest with you, there was classes where we would be like, look, you know, I, me personally, I would go to a teacher after the first day and be like, listen, <laughs> I'm a football player. You know what I'm saying? My brain doesn't work the same way as all these other kids. Yep. But, you know what I'm saying, do you mind if we sit, meet at least, like, once a week and go over the material just so I'm not, like, you know, completely clueless because you got to do yeah. that, right? Because there, there will be guys who will be like, oh, I'll just, I'll just figure it out later. I'll just get a D. And then, mm-hmm. you know, they're on the bubble between a D and an F because at Georgia yeah. Tech, most classes, all you got to do to pass is get a D because they're so hard. Hard, yeah. <laughs> so uh, there will be there will be guys that if you're on a bubble, right, and the teachers never met you, they're just going to, all right, I'll just, you know, fill my quota. If they earned an F, they get an F, right? Yeah. But if you went to the teacher, you know, first couple of days of school, like, listen, you know, I'm gonna try my hardest, but mm-hmm. I I really want to be able to meet with you if if I don't understand things. And nine times out of ten, the teachers were you know receptive and and loving that you know the fact that you wanted to learn or that you were willing to learn despite you having all these different things going on because they understand you know they're not yeah. they're not dummies right. The only difference <laughs> is there there's guys you know there's football players who like do school meaning like they just show up and yeah. whatever happens happens. And then there's guys who are like, well, you know, I'm already here. I might as well learn something. Exactly. You know I, mean? I don't got to be the top of my class, but I don't want to graduate and, and be completely clueless. Exactly. So, the, like I said, the hardest part was was truthfully just being a student. <laughs> I was like, I can I definitely understand that. Like you say, I, all you hear about is like classes tough like obviously like if you get a degree from georgia georgia tech is you know it means something <laughs> like yeah so. there's and like i said it, i don't want to make it seem like georgia tech is just impossible obviously you know because yeah. i got out of there and and i'm no genius uh but <laughs> like i said it, it really just depends on how much effort you're you're willing to put into exactly. it yeah Exactly. Same. As a football player, obviously, you should be wanting to put in some type of effort so you can be eligible to be even playing on Saturdays. Exactly. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, if you're not eligible, they will let you know. Like you're not okay. Exactly. Like I said, moving on, switching gears just a little bit. Like I said, bunch of bunch last few weeks, just a just a shitload of honestly, just NCAA news. Got different hashtags going. Got different players that starting movements and petitions and all that. So. Right. I just wanted to first, before I get into the question, just actual overall thoughts of, you know, all the news that's just been going going on in NCAA and, you know, obviously because of COVID, um, just your initial thoughts and reactions to everything that you've seen so far. Man, I, I think this has done something for college football that was needed, to be honest with you, right? So, mm-hmm. like, a lot, I feel like a lot of guys in the past, you know, it was just like, a, look, bro, just, you know, just shut up and play football, right? Just, mm-hmm. just play sports, you know, do what you got to do. Um, but now, you know, there's guys stepping up like, nah, I'm not going to just shut up. Like, I'm going to speak my mind. Exactly. You know, and, and Georgia Tech was, I think, probably, I think they handled it one of the best out of any other school because they let their players, like, say what you want to say. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you got to get something off your chest, use your platform, you know, speak mm-hmm. up. Um, and obviously, you know, I'm not there firsthand. I'm just, I'm just secondhand at this point. Yeah. Um, but I, I can really see, you know, 
there's guys who just say literally say what they want you know but exactly. with being respectfully though like yeah you know they don't get on twitter and, and cuss people out but it's like look mm-hmm. i'm a human just like you right i got an opinion just because i i play sports or i'm an amateur doesn't mean i can't i can't speak my mind so exactly i think but i think without this without covid and uh the things that have been going on this year i, I just don't see college players stepping up and, and using their platform and using their voice like they have uh, mm-hmm. this, this year. So I think it's a positive. And I also, I can't, I, this is probably going to come up. Like, do I think guys should, should play or not? But I, mm-hmm. to me, man, it's like, I, I'm not out there. Right. Yeah. I, I think everybody who likes football would love for there to be a season, mm-hmm. but I feel like there should be a system. Like if, if guys want to play like, cool, let them play guys who don't want to play. There should be no punishment. Exactly. Yeah. This is something that this generation hasn't faced before. Like, yeah. you don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> you don't know. Like, yeah. I had a debate. I had a debate with with a, a Georgia Tech fan on Twitter. It was a respectful debate. Debate. He's a great guy, mm-hmm. um, but he felt like it should be the the fans' choice or the the ticket holders' choice whether oh, they play. Wow. Or not. In a in a way, in short. Yeah. Um, and I and to me, it was just like, yeah, well, you know, you you might pay for this, that, and the third, but. None of that is going to help a student athlete if he gets coronavirus and he has asthma and he's on his deathbed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just because yeah. you want to watch him play football. Exactly. Um, but like I said, I, I can't I, – I honestly can't speak an opinion of whether or not they should or should not play because I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not going to be out there. I yep. feel like anybody who has a – you know, like an offhand on, the thing, on things should just respect what the guys want, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, I was gonna kind of get into it with the Pac-12, but just the second, the uh, second what you said. Obviously, I follow you on Twitter, and then uh, mm-hmm. I follow. Um, I think it was only a teammate for maybe like a year, but Avery Showell, you of course mm-hmm. played with Georgia Tech as well, right. right now in the secondary. So I see both you guys, you know, either retweeting the guys I played with, or you know, just obviously people that play um, you know, college football across the country, and just seeing, like you said, I definitely see a lot of kids now, whether it's they do want to play or don't want to play, they are speaking out, and you know, just inserting their opinion and everything, which is, you know, something I had never really seen before in the past as well, like you said. Um, and obviously they should have a, you know, a say, say so, and you know, them putting right. their lives online to go out there and play no matter, you know, who pays for what or, um, you know, what's going on. Like I said, that's kind of crazy. The ticket holder said that, but hopefully he, you opened up his eyes and like I said, have, gave him a little realization, like, all right, like it's bigger than yourself. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's bigger than seats. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I don't think he was. I don't think he was being malicious. You know, I, I think he had uh, great intentions when we when we began uh, debating. But I, I feel like a lot of people are ignorant, and I'm careful with the word ignorant because a lot of people take the word ignorance in a negative mindset, right? Yeah, we do. To be, you know, ignorance is just a lack of knowledge. Like you don't know. Yep. You know, what I'm saying like a lot of people who are expecting guys to shut up and play football didn't didn't play football. Mm-hmm. So like you don't you don't know what it feels like. Like I can't. I can't tell a CEO to shell all his money off to his employees because I don't know what it's like to have employees. Yep. <laughs> and I, I think a lot of people gotta gotta find that sense of humility, especially during times like this, where you gotta realize, like, look, if I don't know what's going on, maybe I should just sit back and be quiet. Yeah. You know, exactly. Like, and learn, like, learn, like, learn from watching, learn from reading. Yeah, like, man. Like, it's, it's, it's you don't know what's gonna happen, right? And. Mm-hmm. He also said, like, well, we don't know what's going to happen 20 years from now, so should we just wait 20 years to let the guys play? Like, no, I mean, the guys that want to play, they could play. If mm-hmm. The guys who don't, fine. I don't think I don't think any I don't think any conference should have just been like, nah, nobody's playing. 
because that does that is a disservice to the guys who truly need and truly want to play. Yeah. But but also I understand because if one team has 30 guys, right, who want to play and they're supposed to play a team that only has 10 guys who want to play, that game isn't gonna look good. So I, I understand both sides both sides of the spectrum. Yep. Yep. Said the one of the um one of the things, like one of the first, I guess, news that was popping up was of course like a lot of the um conferences ended up saying like they're gonna only play like, you know play in-game conferences or in-game, have an in-game conference schedule or in-conference right. schedule games, my fault. Um, yeah. but I think the only one that might have had like one non-conference game schedule was uh, I think the Big Ten, either Big Ten or Big 12, but they was like, they'll go nine games in conference and then one out of conference. So I just kind of want to get your thoughts. Like um, when that, you know, when that was you know being discussed, did you think like it would work at all? Or, you know, thought it was a good idea to keep, I guess, to keep the season alive? Or like what you like, what was your thoughts on that? I, I just feel like there's there's no difference between mm-hmm. which team you're playing if they're if you're gonna play teams. Mm-hmm. You know, like like they canceled uh they canceled the Georgia game for us and for us yeah. that's a that's a big game, you know, both exactly. last game of the year. monetarily, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and this would probably be the first game first year since I think like the the nineteen twenties or maybe 1940s where we haven't played Georgia. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just a little weird. Like I, it doesn't, it didn't make sense to me, mm-hmm. you know, I, but I'm not a decision maker. So <laughs> it, it, it's a good thing. I don't, I don't, it doesn't, I'm not that guy because yeah. I don't know how you say, okay, they can only play this team, this team and this team. And they're not basing it off of distance because, you know, Athens is only 90 miles from Atlanta. Exactly, not far at all. So, so how can you not play Athens but can fly all the way to Syracuse in New York mm-hmm. and, and play them? That doesn't make doesn't sense. Really make sense you know? yeah. But also, I feel like, and I don't know, but I feel like it might have been a, a mandate perspective. So the ACC can control what ACC teams do. Mm-hmm. The Big Ten can control what Big Ten teams do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, a Big Ten team can't come in and slam their rules on the ACC as far as how they're going to handle COVID and expect things to go well. So I think in conference only makes sense, but the way they like shifted the the games was it was a little redundant. But yeah. yeah, yeah, I see. You know and I again second your point because I was like it didn't make any sense to me because of course once you know, on the news they canceled you know that Georgia Tech Georgia game like there's in there's a, like that one because it's a big game but it's in it's there the schools are in the same. Obviously, in the same state, you know, right. obviously, like down the street from each other, in uh, in reference to like you guys going to go and play a Clemson or like you just said Syracuse or exactly. you know, Virginia Tech, anybody else in the ACC, like you're that's out of state, like y'all are going other places. Like it's like to me, like I said, it didn't really make too much sense. Exactly. Yeah. So I was like, why not allow them, you know, just to play like said that game? But obviously, like I said, I guess it's because it was just a in conference. It's a control. It's yeah. A control. It, 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 Yep, like you just said. So, but other than that, of course, an, another thing, like I guess I kind of alluded to it earlier, like I said, was the Pac-12 letter, um, or twa- the letter to the Pac-12 from their mm-hmm. players. Of course, you know, outlining different demands and everything. I don't know if you got a chance to like see it or read it. Read I, over I, it. Yeah, I saw. I've seen a couple. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just want to kind of like get your thoughts on that as well. Do you think their demands gonna get met? You think other like conferences or other players in other conferences look to kind of like follow their lead? Because when I read over, I was like, there's some pretty strong demands and everything that they asking for. And it's like, like I guess like thinking about it, like obviously the NCAA. So 
like much of a you know powerhouse of an organization whatever it's like when you read it it's like dang they ask for all that they can't ask for all that but it's like you they really can like it's things that should have already been happening like it was really rights that they should already be having because like in theory it wasn't even asking too much so it's like kind of like what was your thoughts on like say what you when you read it and what you saw on like your other players and other conferences like kind of take lead and do the same thing i feel like it's been a long time coming for guys to step up and and speak like i said i mean i feel like <clears throat> none of the none of the things or demands that they were asking were you know out of pocket or outlandish yeah. i feel like everything was feasible the the thing is like I, the ncaa might feel like well why should we why should we do that you know what i mean mm -hmm. and that's that's not okay because like well you should because these guys are going out there breaking their necks for you. You know what I mean? People, people's lives have literally ended on this football mm -hmm. field and made zero dollars. You know what I mean? People, people's lives change and they make zero dollars. So I feel like if guys are, if they're laying out what they need in order to be successful, the NCAA should, should or the Pac-12, whoever, should mm -hmm. and be like, oh no, we're not going to do that. Cause it's like, well, well, why not? You, you want them to just shut up and play because they're getting a scholarship? Like, no. Yeah. It, you know, stuff doesn't work like that. And that's the uh, that's um just obviously the downfall. Everybody's like, oh, they're getting free, you know, free meals. They're getting free, you know, money to go to school. Like all they gotta do is this. Like that's basically the compensation. But right, it's like I say, it's not even sweet like that for everybody. There's people on partial scholarships. You know, it's, there's people that got to obviously earn scholarships. It's just right. like it's different. Everybody got a different path, and it's like you said, like they're obviously bringing in so much like billions millions billions of dollars and it's like they can't allocate that to student athletes in some you know some way or form I don't know. And it's like <clears throat> it's crazy because like like you said millions of dollars right like and all they're asking is is for what seems like the bare minimum you yep. know but they're not they're not saying oh give me a hundred thousand dollars per player or anything like that they're just like you know just look at just listen to them i mm -hmm. i I feel like you know the NCAA might be just writing them off like I oh, know they're they're just gonna they're gonna play regardless you know they need yeah. us and that's yeah. not that's not cool you know don't, yeah. don't get me wrong like being a D one athlete at a Power Five school is on some occasions very sweet like very mm -hmm. easy you know what I mean but there's also you know the grind that people don't don't realize you know yep. um, and that. That education is like, yeah, but you know, the things that we can't do, like we can't get a job if we're D one, right? So we can't, we couldn't be able to pay for that for what the scholarship pays for, anyways. Mm -hmm. So we pay in, in other methods, other methods. Um, that's another, that's a whole another conversation. Yeah, <laughs> I feel conversation. Yeah. Um, another thing I said more just NCAA news. I uh, just wanted to touch on, of course, the hashtag that we've seen. Of course, you know, we want to play for the, you know, obviously those. Um, student student athletes that want to play, um, mm -hmm. kind of like you said, you already kind of said like, your thoughts on it. You can't really say whether they want to play, or whether they not don't want to play, but you say you should. Like they basically like the conversation just like cut it for everybody. It's like all right, if they have a if they want to, they you know should be able to. Um, right. But kind of like um, I guess just like what was your thought like thoughts on that? Like do you think I guess the students that do want to play, they're really just th are they thinking about you know everything that they possibly might risk like you said like some some of them may possibly have asthma you know get COVID. you don't know right how it's going to affect your body because there's so many honestly there's so many different strands you, need, you know how you get a mild you know symptom of it you can have moderate symptoms you can have severe symptoms you just never know how it's going to react once you get it 
So exactly. you really think like they're all kind of like thinking about maybe the uh, consequences or so, or they just kind of like, you know, want to play, want to get their tape out there, want to possibly, you know, get their chance to play at that next level. Yeah, I think there's guys who feel like, you know, they need this season mm-hmm. to get to the NFL. And that that's might be why they want to play. There's guys who probably truly love the game so much that they they don't care what could happen. They just want to play. Mm-hmm. And there's there's guys who might, you know, feel like COVID is a myth or or mm-hmm. feel like, you know, the, the pros might outweigh the cons and and that's their opinion. Like I said, you know, I if they want to play, I feel like it should be so be it. You know, it shouldn't mm-hmm. be. There are, there's so many voices on wh- why they should play, but there's not a lot of voices on well, why shouldn't they be allowed mm-hmm. to not play? You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. Why Why are you getting upset that this guy doesn't want to play? You know. Yep. But and that's I forgot to actually mention it. Of course, like one of the things in that Pac-12 letter was what they wanted was I guess basically if they decide not to play, they don't want to like possibly have their scholarship cut or them, you know, get kicked right. off the team or everything. So it's like, as a, I wouldn't even really think about it. That's probably a huge possibility. Like it's probably something that would have happened if that wasn't something that they outlined in the letter for, like, for just <laughs> demand. So like you said, maybe that's also too why a lot of people may think like they got to play. Like, if, cause if they don't, they might just get cut. And you know, all, all y'all, I know all y'all student athletes, everyone comes from a different background. Like it's mm-hmm. some people that like, super fortunate obviously like took the gift of football to be able to make their way you know to school and be able to play at a school because other than that they probably went went to college so like i said i definitely see and feel like those pressures and everything so but obviously ncaa this corporation they probably not thinking about it you know on that scale on that level yeah because they don't they don't you know they don't have to sit down and and get to know everybody or or see Mm -hmm. where from you know they're not there when a college coach comes into a guy's house and you know only his mom is sitting there there's no you know there's no dad there's no siblings you know what i'm saying the ncaa doesn't yeah. see those things so i feel like for the ncaa to make all these decisions based off of their general idea of how players are it's not right it doesn't make sense yep. to be honest it doesn't make sense like mm-hmm. it's just like i said it's just so <laughs> much yeah. like, too much yeah, it's just a loaded, loaded conversation probably could talk yeah, about no, it man, you know, hour I, on hours hours it's it's so many like I said it's so many different things that just it's like wait what mm-hmm. and last like last little thing I wanted to hit on um was of course like I said just the hashtag we want to play to the or two players that I personally I mean I kind of saw coming back at the same time don't know or see why they particularly want to play of course and Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields like mm-hmm. I do see why of course like you said athletes. When you're an athlete, like you just have that drive and you like you want to play no matter what, like you know, just got that competitive spirit, like natural. Right. But you know, they're primed to be the top two picks, if not just obviously the top two quarterbacks off the board in this upcoming draft. So it's like right. they're really leading the charge, honestly, with this we want to play movement and you know, their letters and you know, statements and everything on social media. And to me, I'm just like, like some people ask me and some, you know, on both sides of the fence, like why would you want to play, you know, given the risk factor and you like, you're all honestly almost slotted to be, you know, top five picks, both of them. So kind of like, what do you think? Like, do you, I guess, kind of see like their, their standpoint on everything and like, I guess, how do you feel about like, you know, why would they want to play as well? Or like you said, just kind of like, they just got the competitive spirit. So it's like, of course they're going to want to play. Like, do you think the risk is worth the reward, I guess? Right. I, I feel like honestly, in my it completely in my opinion, I feel like it might be, you know, they want to show NFL teams like, look, I'm down to do whatever. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. I've As a quarterback, that. you got to be essentially, you know, for lack of a better terms, you got to be down mm-hmm. to a, to an extent, right? So the NFL is a, is an organization that cherishes, you know, falling in line, you know, mm-hmm. from from it, from uniforms to social media. You know what I mean? They they want guys to be in line, and I feel mm-hmm. like if two guys who are who could very well be the first two quarterbacks taken are saying they don't want to play football because of this disease that the NFL really hasn't, you know, spoken too much on at, at all. Like they think they're still playing in a few weeks. Yeah. Like guys are in full pads right now. Like, <laughs> um, but I, if, if those two guys were like, I don't want to play, I think mm-hmm. they might have people in their ear telling them like, it'll look badly to be honest. Like, yeah. Like you said, I mean, Justin Fields had a great year last year. Trevor Lawrence has been phenomenal since he, you know, started playing college football. Since he, you know, been playing, period, I guess. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of, you know, they would have to be on the opposite side to get the NFL to be like, hmm, like what's going on? You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And they're just, they're really just like, um, like I said, I I feel like they might be just conforming Mm -hmm. to what, They, they think, you know, NFL teams want to see or hear. See that, yep. Yeah, again, my opinion, but – and I couldn't blame them because, hell, it's – the football is a lot of money. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you don't, you don't make the kind of money that you make in the NFL on a regular job in the duration that you make it. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I understand. Hell, if, mm-hmm. if the NFL told me to – I'm not saying they told them to, but if mm-hmm. it was speculated that they would want me to stand up and say, no, nah, I want to play football, I'd be – Yep. <laughs> you feel me? So, especially if, if you're the caliber of those guys like yeah. I, don't, I didn't never i never thought i was going to be the first pick or or first round pick when i was actually in college because mm-hmm. i realized like that this shit is different like, <laughs> there are guys out there that just have a different kind of gift and yeah. i i think they could have if they wanted to they could have been like no nah, i'm not playing but at the same time they probably were like yeah there could be repercussions so yeah Yep, I can see that, especially like you said, just kind of like conforming. Like they want to show those teams, like because obviously quarterback leader of the team, like right. already honestly stamped, like exactly. you're the leader of the team. So it's like they see they see it as like they're saying like, oh, they don't want to play, like they don't have that strong like that leadership quality or whatever. So like could possibly hurt you know draft stock or just hurt like any like, chances of you know anything. Like obviously, I think they go to NFL regardless, but you know, yeah, it's certain stuff like that. Like maybe a starting position wherever they win or. Mm-hmm. anything of that sort of nature so there's a pay that. difference from there's a big yep. big pay difference from even the first pick to the 10th pick so <laughs> yep. i mean like i said <laughs> i hope hell i don't wish nothing bad on any of those guys mm-hmm. but i just want guys to have their own opinions and maybe that is their own opinions but yeah to me you know I, I tweeted this the other day like just be your own person mm-hmm. you know if you're if you're trying to be like somebody else so much you're going to forget who you are you're going to be depressed you're going to be you know, upset with yourself, you're not going to be happy. So, you yep. know, I really just hope they're they're making their own, you know, opinions as far as wanting to play. Exactly. Hopefully so. Yeah. They um, everybody just needs to have their own mindset. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I did have one more question from another uh another person in my little podcast and group, but he was saying uh he wanted to know like how do you feel about you know big name players um you know being granted uh you know the transfer waivers disproport disproportionately to others you know like obviously big name players have that typically i guess get the green light earlier and then like even get that uh get eligibility to play that same year versus like you know 
lower name or you know not as prominent name players mm-hmm. may um i guess don't get yeah. the same uh you know treatment or whatever like they may have to go through more loop, loopholes or every or whatever you know to play that same year or even the next year so right. we just want to know maybe your thoughts on that again i think it's i think the it's the ncaa like having a say so or an opinion in a situation where they they probably shouldn't even have mm-hmm. an opinion right so i feel yeah. like they probably they want to mandate or regulate you know guys transferring you know but i think they should just sit down and make one flat rule like mm-hmm. look, you, whether it's you could transfer once or you could transfer twice whatever but i feel like for them to sit down and and say that they're reviewing each guy's file or each guy's case in which they want to transfer in their reasoning it's not fair because there's a guy who wanted to transfer to be able to play in front of his his grandfather his uncle that was dying mm-hmm. and the ncaa said you know no you got to sit and his grandfather or uncle, I can't remember the exact situation, ended up passing. Oh wow. During that that next season. Season. Yeah. And I they were probably like, ah, oops. You know what I mean? But I, I think that's the problem when you have a, a situation where you got guys making making decisions for guys they never even met. Mm-hmm. Like that that's not cool, you know. So I, I don't really – I don't know. I would hope that it wasn't a situation where the NCAA is looking at profitability because that's – like again, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, yeah. Because Justin Fields was granted, the, the I think, the next year. Yeah. Like he transfer right I don't there. remember what, what his reason was for transferring was. Yeah. I don't but, either. Obviously, yeah. probably just play. <laughs> play like, just want to play immediately. Right, right. And at the same – and then, you know – it's it's hard for you know like the guy the kid who his relative passed after he I mean you know after one of the transfer I know he was like damn bro like come on now you, you then he sees Justin Fields transferring and playing immediately just because he wanted to transfer like again like if they want to regulate or mandate stuff they need to sit down and come up with a clear cut like this is okay this is not okay you know yep. exactly because yep. like you said just being yeah just thought. Just open up my eyes to something. I, even, I wasn't even thinking about like obviously like yeah these other kids are seeing these bigger name players you yeah. know, get eligibility when they transfer. It's like we don't get we don't hear every case. We don't hear every um you know student athlete wanting to possibly transfer and whether they get denied or, or either whether they get to play that next year or not. But I would just like him like you said. It's like you just put it just makes you feel the type of way like you saw him get the transfer after the year was over and then immediately get to play that next year yeah, just because like- he found a certain role versus like you want to play against your play in front of you know family members that's possibly going to pass away it's just like yeah as in profitability honestly you're probably right you probably hit it right on the head like obviously justin Fields transferring playing for ohio state that's going to boost their ratings it's going to probably boost like their in stadium um revenue just like everything as a whole like be, be able to um put them on um, even though they're still powerhouse, but be able to put them on, you know, nationally televised games more. Right, right. It's just, yeah. Because he, he transferred from Georgia, another school that's school, in, yep. the, in the mix of of making money for the NCAA. You know what I'm saying? But yep, and just it's, it's a business. It's, it's more of a business than people realize. Yep, <laughs> definitely more than just black and white. Appreciate you, like I said. Definitely appreciate you for hopping on with me. Um, definitely, like I said, when I typically end off with a game, of course, with my guests. Today uh, is one I've done before, but it's called Top Three. So mm-hmm. basically, it's going to ask like, little questions. Like, you can just give me your top three. Like I said, I guess top three, first top three is uh, 
top three defensive linemen in the game. You can rank them in order, you know, one, two, three, or you can just, you know, just top three, no order. All right, this this one I'll do no order. Obviously, Aaron Donald is, mm-hmm. is one of three. Um, I I gotta say Nick Bosa is one of three. Mm-hmm. And I would love to say JJ Watt, but he gets hurt so oh, much. It's not his fault, but like, you know, shit happens. <laughs> Like God, it just keeps happening. So yeah. I, I, I'm gonna have to say Khalil Mack. Mm, yep. So AD, Khalil Mack, and Nick Bosa in any any uh any order. Right. Yeah. Any order. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Khalil Mack definitely a beast. <laughs> um. Let me see. Next one. Top three offenses offenses that you faced. It could be on any level, whether it's Pee Wee, high school, college, whatever, middle school. Right. So number one offense that I would play, I can do I could probably do this in order. Mm-hmm. Clemson, any year, <laughs> any year that we played them was like, bro, what is going like how are they just how are they this successful? Yeah. I think number two would be I played a team in high school called Apopka. Mm-hmm. Um and they ran this like spread running triple option because their quarterback like broke his neck at the beginning of the season. So they had a guy who played like tight end or running back play quarterback, mm-hmm. but he, he couldn't throw that good. So they just kept running the ball, and they were <laughs> they were absolutely astonishing. Like God, I've never been beat that bad. And then I think let me think third. Mm, I spent a little time in Canada, and mm-hmm. I was um, yeah. I was on the team called Edmonton. Yeah, and their offense was like like what the, like what's happening? Like mm-hmm. it was so much going on, but. That could too. That could do with uh, be the fact that I was a rookie. Um, yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah it was definitely top three. Yep. Yeah. Before I get into that, the last two of them, I forgot. Yeah, I did remember you did uh, play a little bit of ball in Edmonton. How? Uh, I guess what's the difference? You know, I'm pretty sure they get some guys obviously from the U.S. as well, you know, mm-hmm. from different backgrounds, different colleges. But what's the difference? I guess obviously, I guess in the schedule, you know, just the football that's played up there, just like everything overall. Like, I know they play less games. I think mm-hmm. the time, is it, there's a time differential or something. The rule yeah, is different. There's a couple of intricate rules, like, you know, you have to be a yard off the ball. Like, you have to allow the offense a full yard from first contact. Really? Yeah, and, and it's, you don't realize how big a yard is. Until yard is, yeah. <laughs> Um, that's one thing. And the second thing is there's 12 players on the field for both teams at a time instead of 11. And for for offense, it's an extra receiver. For defense, it's an, it's an extra uh, DB. Mm. Um, and then there's a couple – like the field is, is longer and wider. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Um, and there's only three downs. So you have like first, second down, third down is either punt or go for it. Gee. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a lot of different rules. That I, yeah, like, so they they pass they pass like I want to say like seventy percent of the time. So if you're not a good pass rusher, and I wasn't the greatest pass rusher, and so I didn't make you know I didn't make it. Yeah. Um, if you're not a good pass rusher though, as a D lineman, it's kind of hard to to play up there. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, because I know you're probably more used to the run. Yeah, um, exactly. I, I'm a run stopper. Yeah, yeah. They just didn't you know they don't really need that in in yeah. Canada so. So they probably got like defensive ends playing in the inside. They are lined up. Well, yeah. So exactly, literally, yeah. A little different. Honestly, big change. Honestly, twelve men. I know the field is like longer and wider. I remember that. I didn't even realize there was only three downs. So Mm -hmm. I guess it helps the game move a little faster. Yeah, it it flies, and I think 
there, there's like I said, there's other rules that I didn't really have time to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's definitely different. If I could go back in time, I would have tried harder to make the team. Like I just needed, they wanted me to lose like an extra ten pounds, mm-hmm. and I wasn't doing my hardest to lose those ten pounds because I didn't think it mattered. Yeah. But if I could go back in time, I definitely would have tried to shed those ten pounds and, and tried to play some more, just because, just uh, just to play ball more, really. Yeah, honestly, it's, yeah. it's different, but it's it's still football. It's still ball, yeah. And you miss it, especially when you're away from it forever. So, but uh, also another thing, you have to have each team has to have a certain amount of Canadians on the field, and wow, certain positions you have to like, you can't play unless there there's a Canadian. Like I think. The offensive guard has to be the Canadian, has to be Canadian. The quarterback has to be Canadian and one wide receiver has to be Canadian. And then on, on defense, one defensive end at all times has to be Canadian. Um, and then I think that extra position has to be Canadian. Wow. And else. Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. I don't remember. Like I said, I, I could be off a little bit, but I'm, that's the. That's yeah, crazy. I was going to say, you can't be off that much. That's a, that's a wild, that's a wild rule. That's wild. Yeah. Think about even yeah. try to control like because if because if not you know then you just have a bunch of you know guys okay, who didn't yeah. make it in the NFL just come up to Canada and play yeah I guess so that they sense. they want to give preference over you know in, to an extent mm-hmm. without being unfair yeah that makes sense yeah but still I guess even as a coach I mean obviously I guess the coaches up there they probably more used to it they know but it's mm-hmm. like oh, I need to have this one person be a candidate I can have him be you know they make you know, they make cuts based off of that like. Yeah, that's what I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. yeah. They'll, they'll cut a guy if they have to. You know, they'll cut a running back because they have a defensive end that's Canadian that's out, so they have to sign another guy. Mm. You know, and, and they let they let guys fly. It's it's a lot like the NFL up there. Like you know, it's it's cutthroat. If you're not making plays, you're getting stuff done, and see ya. My fault. Well, I interrupted the game a little bit, but definitely had to get some perspective on that. I probably should have yeah, yeah. towards the beginning because I remember you definitely did play up there. Um, I didn't even realize all those rules and you know regulations, and everything. That's kind of crazy. But um, back to it real quick. I guess I'll end up last. Uh, last little two questions. Top three, but um, top three favorite players of all time. I guess. Um, I guess we'll more focus on football, and then you can just do overall if you want. I know you uh, obviously follow the sports as well. Top three football players would uh, again. Aaron Donald has to be one. One through three. This is no order. Um, Walter Payton was one of my favorite players for a long time. Wow. Uh, yeah, no, I never, obviously, I never got to see him in person, but like, yeah, highlights was like, damn, I like, yeah, you know, yeah. highlights. Um, and uh, Deion Sanders. Mm. <laughs> Deion Sanders is definitely a top three player. Like, you just couldn't, like, that much swag, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you can't, yeah. you can't beat it. And then, uh, top three overall sports. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Steven Stamkos is my favorite hockey player. Just because he's been with the Tampa Bay Lightning for so long and he's mm-hmm. been so good for so long. Yeah, um, yeah. Bo Jackson, just to throw it back there. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to throw him in football because I knew I was going to throw him in for baseball because Bo Jackson was a son yeah, of a guy in baseball. Solid, yeah, exactly. Um, and then I, I think basketball-wise, my heart says Kobe, obviously, but there's something in my mind telling me there's another player that I really enjoy watching enjoyed watching I, I'd, I'd want to throw it to LeBron but that's so cliche so I, I'm, gonna <laughs> I'm gonna get away from that damn who, what's another really oh Melo Melo for, for me, <laughs> Anthony was like whoa like bro he is so fire but Melo that guy 
Yeah, he um helped seal the deal the other day um for the Blazers. So they didn't have to play that Memphis. Melo is a interesting to him and LeBron, you know. Tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow they play. Yep, tomorrow like if, nine, like that. If Melo had a ring, he would get so much more respect. I feel like people don't respect Melo like like they should. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, they, like I said, they try to out, out they try to bounce him out the league, but yeah, he, has, he can still play has some years in him. He usually has some years. He got he got at least three more years in him. Yeah, but hopefully, I mean, I don't know if they're gonna get it this year, but so he definitely opened open everybody else's eyes up to you know he can still play in the league. So hopefully he stays. I don't know if he's gonna stay with the Blazers, he go somewhere else, but it's gonna like I said, it's gonna be definitely fun to see them, him and LeBron square off tomorrow. Who you got in that series? I just I, I don't want to count LeBron out. I can't. Yeah, I even can't though they're playing like fun in the in the bubble, but yeah, I, but I feel like they they just playing to get through it. Then when we get to playoffs, it's like all right, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like hopefully just, so. Just That's what everybody's saying and thinking. Hopefully, it can just turn it on like that. I know LeBron will be able to turn it on like that, but the rest right. of them will be able to turn it on like that. That's the thing. We're gonna see. <laughs> and then last one, I wanted to uh, round it out. I guess a little bit of I guess music. I don't know if you had like a little game day playlist or whatever, but top three songs that you probably would have on your playlist, you know, before a game start. I would have to look through my phone to give you specifics because I definitely have, uh, you know, you a, playlist, a pregame yeah. playlist that I still listen to. But mm-hmm. I think I, I'll do this top three artists mm-hmm. um, and it would be any song from those artists. Number one is obviously Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. Um, number two is Duke Deuce. I don't know if you heard of Duke Deuce before. I think, yeah, I have. Duke Deuce is, is up there. His music is definitely and uh dang, it's crazy. A player just asked me this and I couldn't give him a, a third answer either. I you gotta throw Drake. You gotta anything <laughs> from anything for Drake except for the two C slide. Anything from Drake <laughs> except for two C slide. Yeah, that was that was garbage. I don't know why he did that. That was garbage. Yeah, was like, everybody was everybody was hitting on that two C slide. I was like, Yeah, I'm not I wasn't on that wave. Like I don't even yeah. have TikTok. Like I can't that's uh, yeah, so he just tried, you know, hop on of course a little way, like you said, just need, need a little dance tune or whatever. Something Yeah, I, I can't I can't two C slide. That's that's yeah, nobody nobody was rocking with it like that. Like listening to it sometimes I get a little catchy, but I'm just like, nah, I saw what he tried to do with the little dance and everything, and I can't even respect it. <laughs> it's like annoyingly catchy. It's like Yeah, yeah exactly. And you have no choice to be like, right. A lot of his songs annoying catchy. Even the one he just dropped is like annoyingly catchy. Like I've been seeing it since he dropped. Like it's randomly. The, the only one freestyle or the other song? No, nah, that uh my fault that yeah, that laugh, laugh now, cry later, the one he just dropped with dirt. See, I didn't even hear that one yet. Oh yeah, it's, it's gonna be like watch the video too, because it's like I mean, he just made cameos, of course. O, uh, OBJ and uh, KD oh, and Drewski. That's okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's cool. It's, Drake does a lot of cornball shit, but Drake yeah, does. exactly. But I feel like he just know he can do that, and it's gonna everybody gonna or most people gonna yeah, rock one thousand percent. Like you have no choice but to listen <laughs> at least twice. Yeah. Exactly. All right, man. Like I said, appreciate it. Definitely enjoyed the conversation. Enjoyed you know, having you on. Your you know perspective on everything. You know, talking about your journey through football, all the uh, NC, all the news around NCAA. Like I said, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Um, so you can plug in your social medias for everybody. You know, to find you. You know, follow you. Maybe have some conversation with you as well. My um, I can. I'll send it to you. Um, maybe you can post it. But yeah, yeah I definitely. It's uh, KCH official. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Twitter handle is at. Kyle Henderson, 42. So it's just a little simpleness. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> like I said, appreciate you having, uh, like I said, for you coming on again. Um, definitely we're gonna have to do this again at some point. Maybe you can talk about them. Um, talk about them Canadian rules. I know that's a, that's not like a whole episode. That just, yeah, like, bro. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look up the restaurant. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take one of my boys that still plays up there. But <laughs> there is definitely some stuff like that, and a few more things. It probably is. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, bro. It's always a pleasure, my dog. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Love it. Yes, sir. Always. Like I said, Apple Tree Day. I don't know whoever tuning in now. Like I said, it's probably was my first friend I ever made ever. Literally, bro. We was we was like babies running around. Exactly. I was true. Great. I still be having little flash, got little memories and everything over there. Telling you. Definitely. Oh, always right, 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 Mr. David. We used to go with Mr. David everywhere. Oh, yeah. That's all about Mr. David. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. David. Um, I forgot the other woman name. I don't know if it was Wanda it's or something. Sandra. Mr. Cassandra. Yeah, Mr. Cassandra. Yeah. I was like, I knew it was something around. It was something with an Andre at the end. <laughs> yeah. Them days, that days was hilarious, bro. It's a, always a joy. Always a joy. Always a pleasure, man. Um, like I said, thank you all for tuning in. That does it for another episode of What the Game Means to Me. Appreciate you again. And uh, enjoy, man. Have a good day. Absolutely, bro. Well, that's it for today's show, guys. Appreciate you guys for tuning in again. Another shout out to my guy, Kyle Henderson. Appreciate you for coming on. Definitely will be having him on future episodes as well. You guys also be on the lookout for my last three episodes of my NFL Smack Talk Smackdown series. Should be coming very, very soon. Also, if you guys have a Twitter or know anybody with a Twitter, I was selected to be in a you know next best podcasting tournament. Um, so if you guys have a Twitter or you know know anyone with a Twitter, Tell them to go on my profile, WTGMTM Podcast. Um, the tournament bracket's up there. It's a poll. Vote, retweet, you know, just get the news out, whatever. Everybody knows, so, you know, I can at least get to the next round. I don't want to get knocked out in the first round, round of 32. Um, at least got to make it to the round of 16, sweet 16. So, appreciate you guys for supporting. Appreciate you guys' help. Um, like I said, follow me on all my social medias. Um, Twitter and Facebook is just what the game means to me. And, um, you know, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and I'll be seeing you guys soon. Peace.